Do I not have soap there on the dishes? Um, what's up, Ori? Good to see you, buddy. What's Back up? on the Ted Jones World Podcast, dude. Good to see you. You're always um, you're always a happy-go-lucky guy. So um, happy to have you on the pod, bro. Uh, I mean. In per, in uh, in person with oh, other yeah. humans, you know what I mean. Oh, I hide it really well. That's kind of the same thing as me. Yeah, you're wearing Wimbledon green today. Yeah, do you uh, were you happy with the with the end result of that tournament? I feel like men uh, and women's. Yeah. I, I I mean I love Ans Jobert, so I was like really sad to see her lose. Yeah, dude. But it's cool to see like an unranked, you know, like teenager. I don't know how she was, maybe 19 or something. Vondrosa. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like super cool. Yeah. And I love watching Djokovic lose. I mean, really? he's, he's so easy to hate. If you spend 20, 30 years focusing on one singular thing, you don't develop as a human being in all the other things. It's impossible. I know this from just being a father. You see these growth, <laughs> because like you see these growth spurts when, like, when kids start to grow and develop. One thing, like it, when they start to talk, when they're one, Everything else starts to get all fucked. Like they start sleeping shitty. They start eating shitty because their brain is cap- only capable of doing so much. So because their brain is trying to learn how to talk, everything else kind of falls by the wayside. I don't think that that goes away as you get older. I think if you are so singularly focused on one thing, you don't have as much brain capacity to be a fucking decent human being to, you know, that kind of shit. And it's like, it's why um, a lot of entertainers go through fucking divorces and drug habits and all this kind of shit is because they are so laser focused on one thing, right, wrong or indifferent, that everything else doesn't develop properly. But why does why does it have to be that way in order for have you to, to be, be extraordinarily successful? Doesn't have to be, but it happens just because people are only capable of so many things, and the expectations put on some of the these people are too much and unfair. You know, like mm-hmm. for everyone to be a fuck is athlete. This is an athlete specific thing. Is like for you to be. So good in a given sport is Were you an athlete growing up. By the way, you play at sports. I played high tennis school, and lacrosse, college, yeah. and, but not like to a, an elite. Where'd you level. grow up again? Jersey. Okay. So you, it takes so much to just get to the top of any kind of uh, industry, but then there's an expectation with athletes that you are to be a fucking role model. And not all of them want to be role models. Like, Kyrgios, like, on the court doesn't want to be a fucking role model. Well, Tiger Woods wanted to be a role model, though. Or maybe it was just, like, we put so much pressure on him that we would never think that he would cheat on his wife with many, a many women. 40% of the world cheats on their fucking husbands and wives. Is it's, that a real stat? I have no idea. It but, like, be. 50% of the people get divorced. I'm assuming Bro, some subset of that. with that? It's fucking hard. It's sad, it's man. Hard. Especially nowadays with Instagram and shit. Like, bro, I was on Hinge and Raya today for at least an hour and a half. Swiping. Not even looking to go on a date. Just, it's there. Why don't you just scroll through Google Photos and just pick photos that you like? Well, because then... It's the same thing. If yeah, you don't want then, a date... But she's going to give me attention in the check mark back to me or the heart back to me. And I think people like that instant attention gratification. Here's the deal. Stand up has broken some of our brains to a certain extent because you're so used to on stage getting this instant affirmation. You say something and they either like it or don't like it instantly. And you then start to seek that out in other parts of your life 
because you're you've trained your brain into this thing that you really care about to seek this instant affirmation and it's just not possible in other places and that's what leads to these like you know toxic addictions where you're like i what am i even on these apps for if it's not really to date women yeah i don't know were you a psychology major in college no perchance but i just like self-help shit where'd you go to college indiana i almost went there yeah but after doing a little bit of digging into the tennis team the coach at the particular time when i was about to visit said that nobody makes a team unless they run a mile faster than five minutes and 34 seconds and my fastest ever was five minutes and 34 seconds freshman year and i was also like what kind of coach won't let you play unless you run a mile five minutes and 30 seconds my biggest i i had such a um i had a lot of anger towards uh, coaches You look tan By the way bro I look tan I yeah. was in Montana For two and a half weeks With just my shirt off The whole time Let's go Do you have a picture Of me shirtless Yeah I, Sure I have dick pics too <laughs> if you want, What do you want to see Well whichever one You want to pop up right now I don't My phone I mean I can <laughs> No no well, they, they, We're doing it in post Okay We're popping up right here So um, can you send me that pic of me shirtless? I, I mean, of course not. <laughs> My way. body looks it's like a melted his wiener candle. or no, shirtless. There pants. are other options. I could send you just a picture of me fishing. You know, in Montana. Yeah, nice. Maybe with your daughter, we'll blur her face out. Probably not. I probably won't send you a picture of my daughter. You know? <laughs> um, I have. Especially what were you saying before? But anyway, go ahead. I have so much frustration for coaches and even like bosses and in, in business, like when they get pissed off at you that you don't want to do something that doesn't pertain to the actual like source material. So like someone making you run a five and a half minute mile to be on a tennis team is like, those are two different things. Like to me, like I would be like, okay, can you run 120 yard sprints in under X amount of time? Because tennis is not about being fast. It's about being quick. So it's like, I don't give a shit that you can run a fucking mile. Can you get from, 10 feet to 20 feet in five seconds. That to me is a, a more valuable. And I feel like that is such a, a, people like just have these ways of doing things that he's just like, Oh, this is my way or the highway. But like, give me the statistics. I, I, I don't think the fucking Indiana tennis team was a national champion. When I was in fucking college, they were good. They weren't a fucking national championship. Doesn't matter. Like, tell me the actual like ROI on this five minutes and 34 second minute mile. It can't be high. Yeah. There's got to be another like metric. So like anytime it makes these like definitive statements of like, if you can't do X and under Y, it's like you're missing out on a lot of people. Having said that, you were probably, you know, not the right person for the team. You probably, you know, not good and that kind of stuff. But uh, <laughs> no, I know you played Smoking a fucking UConn, yeah, yeah. all this shit. Yeah, dogs. Huskies. By the way, I saw Brittany Griner and Diana Taurasi at the fourth annual Ted Jones World Vegan Hot Dog Eating Contest, which was lit. We didn't know they were going to be there, but they showed up on the Phoenix Mercury team bus. Yeah. And they were right outside the hotel. It was ridiculous. Did they eat a hot dog? <sighs> Unfortunately not. But Brittany Griner pretended to be on the cell phone, on her cell phone when she got off the bus. Oh, I love it. Because we had, <laughs> we had a photographer, two videographers just like videoing me. And as she got off the bus, she was just like on the phone. I was like, bro, who are you talking to? Can Gave I me tell you elbow? my favorite fake cell phone story that happened to me in Please. New York City? So I was, uh, I was in um, uh, Washington Square Park. And I see this actor who I really love, who's like not a well-known actor, but he's like, uh, a, a career character actor. You probably you may know him. You don't know his name is F. Murray Abraham. Do you know who that is? He's like a bald Popping dude. Up right here. 
He's uh, in Finding Forrester. He's in uh, White Lotus. He's in. Who uh, is he in White Lotus? He's the bald, uh, old bald guy. Season one or season two? Two. Old bald, good, old bald dude. Maybe he's in season one. I don't remember. So he's just like a character actor who I love. He's just like an old kind of curmudgeon guy. And I bet he'd be pretty impressed that you knew his actual name. 100%. Yeah. And not only that, like, I can't imagine. There's six million people in New York. Maybe, <laughs> maybe 2,000 would know who this guy is in New York. And I was like, I just want to tell him, like, how much I fucking love. I love this movie, Finding Forrester. He's like the villain in Finding Forrester. And I, I go up to him and I'm like, Mr. Abraham, like, I'm such a huge fan. Is he reading a book at this time? Or no, like he's passing? walking through He's walking through Washington Square Washington Park. Washing through the arc. So he wa he's walking towards me. He sees me and pulls out his phone. And I swear to God, goes like this. And backwards? He's, he's holding his phone backwards. Oh, faking, my like, literally like, God. hey, wait, no, I can talk. I can talk. And I'm like, honestly, I, like, I laugh so fucking hard. I'm like, I, am, I can't even be How many off. times a day does this guy get approached, though? He clearly doesn't want to be talked to because yeah. there's no one's talking. Like, no one comes up well, to this guy. Well, but White Lotus had just came out at this particular no, time. No, this was, like, maybe now. 10 years ago. Oh, so it was before. Wow. He's, I, like, this. he was maybe on one show at that time. Wow. I still love him. Like, yeah. I honestly respect <laughs> him more. Like, though, that kind of shit. fake phone call. Yeah, like, I love when. Everyone has done the fake phone call, too. You see someone you don't want to interact with on the street a little bit. You got an AirPod in. So sure. the phone. Or yeah. you just have your phone access. You're texting. You look down. That people do it to like the people with the, anyone who has a clipboard. Like if you see a, somebody with a clipboard. Oh yeah. Hey, what's here. up? Love your hair. Right. Love that shirt. Right. Um, <laughs> I I has anyone ever like gotten you with some good line on that? Yeah, but I'll just go nice one and then I'll give them the pound and keep walking. Oh, you don't <laughs> get nice any one. Money I gotta here. go. Well, the, one time there was a, it was Children's International. I was walking around. I was seeing if anyone could beat me in a water chug contest. And this like 18 year old girl I was like, can you chug this water? You think you can beat me? She was like, all right, well I'll do the concept, but you have to sign up for Children's International. I was like, eh, all right. Uh -huh. So we chugged it, whatever. She got me to sign up for the Children's International. The smallest amount of money was $360 if he had a kid for a full yeah, year. Yeah, dollar a day. Bro. Yeah, almost, I guess. So <laughs> I, I fed the girl. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, Fed this girl for a year, Kim. And then the next year, She's dead my, now. no, she got fed, I guess, again for a year because my credit card got recharged. Yeah. And I was so pissed. And this sounds so fucked up, but I got charged another $360 and I hit up Children's International. I was like, I don't, I want my credit card canceled. Fuck but, Kim. That's but what you Yeah. Said. But I mean, I guess hopefully she got fed again for another 360 <laughs> Days. I thought you said hopefully she got fat again. No, like, yeah. Well, that'll be good too, because then you know, then she won't be more food. I, uh, I, yeah, like, if I have nothing time. going on, you'll talk with him for a little I'll bit, for, I, and I'll like, I'll go. You want to talk? We're gonna talk. But what you just dig into what they're actually collecting money for? Yeah, that's the thing about organizations. You never know how much money is really you say organizations. Going to her. Yeah, not organizations. How did I say it? How do you say the word f i n a n c e? I'm, I, dude, I do not say finance. I say finance. People who work in finance say finance like that. Okay. Regular people say you finance. Have, you have finance I said organization. Face. I don't have finance face. You dude. have finance face. Finance. If you weren't wearing your own merch, it would yeah. be you wearing a fucking <laughs> Patagonia vest with fucking Deloitte on it. Uh, dude, you know, my dad went to Wharton, so I do have a little bit of smartness in me. Yeah. Yes. Smartness. I have smartness. If I wasn't wearing my own merch. Yeah. And sweats. Um, you you kind of dress like me, dude, right now. Well, once I Minus went to. Minus the wedding ring. Once I went to athleisure, 
I in the pandemic, I don't think I can ever go back. Oh yeah, bro. Jeans are the most. I don't know how we were wearing jeans so much more yeah, before twenty twenty. Dude, sitting down in jeans. Well, what are you wearing on stage right now in this. this weather? Yes. I really try not to wear shorts just because the stigma behind it. But if it's if it's a later show, comedy stigma, not like general. Yeah, stigma. dude. Yes. Excuse me. People so who wear shorts are people. Nobody knows that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You mean com- the comedians? No, no. Don't, don't, don't clip this. Yeah, no, I think I have to edit that part out. Don't fucking clip this, <laughs> you piece of shit. Those of you who want to know why we're laughing, Ted said something wild. Oh yeah, it was me, dude. It was me. Um, but I don't know. I, I wear shorts a little bit. Like tonight, I don't have any spots. I'm gonna walk around a little bit. I'll wear shorts and a t-shirt. Walk around and like film stuff, or no, just no, no, I'm gonna walk around McDougal, say what up, kiss some babies and stuff. I'm like nights I don't have shows. Sometimes I just don't know what to do, bro. You know, like I'll work hard on all this Ted Jones world stuff. And then sometimes at nights I'm like, all right, what do I do? Because, you know, you have a full family set. You have activities to do at night. You have things to look forward to. Maybe you want to do something with your daughter or something with your wife. But yeah. like being a single guy in New York City, sometimes I just feel pressure to go out, drink with the boys, which I don't want to do. I haven't drinking in three months, so kind uh-huh. of unintentionally go out, potentially find a nice female. Or on the other hand, I'm like, wh- how can I further move towards the I don't know the goal of getting better every day Ari like you don't mean comedically you mean eh, I think both I mean what are you like when you have a night where you don't have a show yeah like and you like you were just like I can't be home by myself is that like I a can, real but cognitive I think, thought no but I think it, it would get to the point where I will stay at home and not do anything as opposed to going outside and maybe I'll run into I run into somebody I haven't seen in years and they're like, oh, come do this comedy show or, oh, there's this party this time and I meet a person who can move my career in this direction. I think it's just like being outside and needing How to old are meet you? people. 31 and a half, you know, so getting older. It's weird. <laughs> like I, in my 20s, I was, I was exactly like that. And when I got into my 30s, I learned that I don't, and I struggle with this too. I was just talking about this on on my podcast yesterday, where Casey with Casey, where like uh, never not tired. It's a parenting podcast, um, where you know you, I have you know I have this family that I love. I love my daughter. I love my wife. I love spending time with them. But like sometimes, like I, it's not a lie. I'm not being hyperbolic when I say that. Like my career has taken a hit because I've had a family to a certain extent. I can't be out every night. I can't go to every single show and that kind of stuff. Like I have to spend time with my family. Have to also want to. I know like have sounds shitty. But like regardless of that, when I became when I turned 30, and I'm doing bits about this right now, like I learned that I was like I don't have to do shit that I don't want to do anymore. Like when I would get invited to something in my 20s, like I just assumed I had to go. Like, someone invites you to a bar on a Friday night. You're like, well, I have nothing to do. So that means I have to go. Even, like, a wedding that you might not want to go to? Trying to get out of a wedding in your 20s is like getting out of military service. You have to have, like, I have flat feet. Iron clad excuse. Right. It's like you have to, like, have to go. I just said no to a wedding because I have a wedding, like, a few days after. And I was like, oh, I have a prior engagement. Right. And I... 
I got to 30 and I was just like, I, you assume that you have to go if you have nothing else to do. And when I started to learn through like some self-help shit and, uh, my mental illness like learning that like i have to have some nights where i do nothing because if i just keep going and going and going i will crash and i do crash so like i have to have some nights so like a night like tonight like i don't have shows tonight and i i'm like i i want to go out because i have that same desire like well i should probably go hang out a show and i'll probably see somebody and then i'll get on a show and when you hang out you always get more shows comedy is the only fucking industry that is proximity based and it's great and shitty and but i know that like in this grand scheme of my life this night in comedy versus me not having a night where i go crazy because I'm pushing and pushing and pushing is more valuable to my career than going out tonight. I'm not trying to get you to stay home and fuck my wife or anything like that. I want to be very clear, but like I, I get it, but you also need some time for yourself. And I feel like you probably struggle with that. Yeah. Cause I'm always like, Oh, well I could be doing that extra thing. Like anytime I build a schedule for myself on a particular day, I have anxiety about I might not be able to complete everything on this particular list. And like 80% of the time I do, but there was that 20% of the time where, oh, I wasn't able to finish the podcast editing this particular time. Oh, I wasn't able to do a set in the mirror by this particular time. A set in the mirror? Yeah. I do that like almost every day. You do a set in the mirror? Yeah. Like I'll do this like, mirror? Yeah. Or in the mirror in my bathroom or in my bedroom. Either I mean, by, like 15, 20 minutes. You gotta do and a full length new mirror. Subs. You're doing non full length mirror or, <laughs> Well, I'll, sometimes I'll go shirtless, you know, in the top half, and I'm like, "Yo, what's good, bro? What's good?" You do you I mean? really find value in doing doing it in front of the mirror versus doing it? Why? Yes, because I'm able to try things that I otherwise potentially wouldn't try when I feel like I need to do well at a certain point in time, and that doesn't even go for open mics. But how do you? What What is trying? I get it if you did it for like a friend, yeah. but like you're not like, how do you know that you're getting a read on something if you're doing it to yourself? I think I have a pretty good read on what I deem a good bit and how I construct things comedically. And usually like anytime I interact with people, I usually make them give me some feedback in terms of if they're laughing at something that I'm saying. I'm not saying that I'm trying bits on people, but I think I have a good read on what's funny. Right. So that, but you don't think it's strong enough without the mirror set? No, no, I do. Like, dude, I'll, I, today I did it in this kitchen, walking around right here, facing out this way. No, no, no. I it doesn't but, need to one hundred percent. So you're be in not real, right? You're not. You're really just writing out loud, right? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, but I still like go. Like, I'll have go-to bits that I'll sprinkle into my fifteen minutes. Like, I'll do fifteen to twenty minutes for the most part. You're talking a, in your house. Yes. So okay. let's say I do fifteen minutes, like today, fifteen minutes. Um, probably seven minutes was just usual stuff that I will do in a set that I know I can hammer down. I know that's funny. I've gotten laughs hundreds of times doing it. And then I'll sprinkle in some of that eight minutes of new stuff. And then I'll try it out at a show, you know, two minutes here, two minutes there, whatever. And then when I do stuff like the Ted Jones comedy show, I'm like, Oh, I need to crush. So out of this 15 minutes, I'll do 10 minutes of my same material. And then I'll right. try five minutes of new stuff. Like Chris Rock talks about doing sets in the mirror and stuff like that. And they'll see like his mannerisms, how he can, what's is that the right word? Yeah. Mannerisms. I said mannerisms. No, I would have said mannerisms. But, on that uh, <laughs> but that was not a finance finance situation, <laughs> but mannerisms. And, um, yeah, I, I think that there is value from, uh, other people giving you feedback, 
But I think that there's um, I do agree here and there. I wouldn't say that. Uh, I think open mics are properly rated. I think people who go to them even think they suck. So I don't think that they're like overrated. Right. I do think there's value in in preparation and and doing things. Uh, I I I do talk out loud when I'm writing bits, but I I don't think for me I could do that. And I, I'm generally asking out of wonder, not out of judgment, because like. I hate the sound of my own voice and I hate like the act of, um, of free writing. So like, I get it. Like I, I, I do kind of understand it. I mean, I would, your act is very big. Like you're like a, uh, a very like, um, uh, what's the phrase? Like you're, you're just like almost like theatrical, you know? Not in a bad way, but you're just like, a, your act is like big. So I can't imagine you doing it in here. And I wish that you had a window that like looked out <laughs> so that like people could be like, fucking Ted's, Ted's talking to the refrigerator again, you yeah. know? But I, uh, it's interesting. I don't know. I, I would wonder, I wonder what the, I don't know if you get complete honesty amongst comedians, but I would wonder what the hit rate is of people who do something like that and people who don't. Well, I think I'll write something down. I'm walking on the street or I'll go. And I'm, I'm running like 5K every day for the most part. And I'll get a thought in my head. And it'll usually stay in my head. I'll write it back down on a notepad mm -hmm. or on my phone. And then I will continue to... Do you want to see all the sets that I've done this year? Hold on. I'll get my uh, in front sheet of, the of paper. Both. Here's, here's where I think you're psychotic. Okay? Yeah. And again, there's no judgment here. In a here. good way. I totally get <laughs> grading your set Yeah. at a comedy club. Yeah. Totally understand that. Yeah, I grade my sets in the, I totally, uh, in you the got, kitchen. You too. got the moxie. You got a B minus. You did 10 minutes. Yeah. Okay. I, the, it was a tough show. Okay. Yeah. I get it. You got, you got uh, Greenwich, uh, G, uh, Greenwich, Greenwich Village. Village yeah. You got a B plus. Okay. New York Comedy Club, B slash B plus. I got no problems with that. Yeah. Okay. Here's where I got I'm taking umbrage. Yes. April 13th. Yeah. Okay. You did 15 minutes in front of the mirror. Yeah. You gave yourself a D minus. Yeah, bro. Shit. Okay. <laughs> that you can't. This, this, that. It's a mirror. But dude, sometimes I'll feel it. Okay. I'll know. I'll know what he's thinking on the other side. I understand that. But this is part of the writing process. You are hurting yourself by passing judgment on yourself in the mirror. This, like, this is this is how you write. I think that's how I get better, though. Passing some sort Going, of judgment oh, I fucking myself. gave myself a no, D minus dude, I you, But I don't act like that you I don't? say D minus Alright let's get better next time bro So why even do If, if you're not if This is just so This is part of the journey I think Okay But that's Dude that's also in my own head Okay Like I'm not saying that you guys need to do this Or judge an hour of yourself And whatever passion you're trying to pursue And grade yourself But I don't know I think it's, it's helped me a little bit And in my The logging is yeah. so Is super helpful Yes but the, the, the mirror, the mirror, the mirror grades and all the mirror grades. But the other thing I did, I did, I did a quick pivot table in my yeah, head. Yeah. Okay. The mirrors are like sub -seas. All the mirrors are sub eh. No, today in, today in the mirror, dude, though, I got a, I got an A minus today, dude. I killed, dude. I killed A minus. And then the other day in the mirror, I got a C minus slash C. But I I'll never give myself an A, though, in the mirror. That's I've never given myself an A yeah. on stage. Really? Yeah. I, really? No. 
You giving yourself an A minus? I've never though? used the phrase I, I killed. Never. You giving yourself some A minuses though? I know that I do really well. Yeah, you're a funny guy. But I would never my brain that's how I get better. Is by not being happy. There's always room for improvement. Never being satisfied. Yeah. Always never, have the urge. Happy is the wrong phrase. Satisfied is yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm also not happy, but that's a different issue. Yeah, bro, what are you talking about? You were talking about mental health a little bit earlier. I'm bipolar. So it's just, you know, sometimes you have some fucked up days and weeks, and it can be tough, especially in the business that we're in. Do, you, um, do you have manic? Are you cool talking about it for a moment? Yeah. Do you have manic episodes? I have what they call hypomania. So what does that look like? It's like hours uh, of manic or sometimes like a day. And how does it come on? Uh, you kind of feel yourself, uh, they call it like ramping, um, where you like feel yourself like, oh, I'm not, you start to like unwind. You're like, okay, I didn't handle that situation how I normally would. And this, it doesn't feel right. And you start to kind of feel off. And then there's usually like some sort of inciting incident where you're like, well, that is the definitely not how I should have handled that situation. Uh, but those last like hours for me. Which is good. Which is good because it would happen usually for days, weeks, yeah, months, yeah, yeah, years, yeah. like some periods of time. Yeah, I mean, like I know there are, there are a few comics that think that have bipolar disorder. Yeah, I mean, mine didn't come on until the pandemic. It was a, uh, I had like a massive fucking meltdown in the middle of the pandemic, like a lot of people did. Yeah, and I got medicated, and I feel way better than I did. Was that like this when you were on the plane, and you had? Uh, I think you were freaking the fuck out. And then one of your friends called you and was like, oh, you should write for my show. And then like all of a sudden you were like, oh, never mind. Life oh, is oh, good. Oh. Uh, no, this was, this was after that. This was usually more often than not. If you ask like anyone who's got some severe mental problems, the inciting incident or something where you're like, oh, I have an issue is not anything that you should have had an issue about. You know, it's not like, oh, I, I can't make rent or somebody died. It's like, for me, I got into a like massive fight with a Verizon customer service rep and like wanted to kill myself over it. Like huge blow up fucking fight. What was it? They like double charged you for July? <laughs> no, I, they gave me a D minus for July. <laughs> <laughs> they, no, I. Dude, yeah, I'd be fucking pissed, dude. I dude. had a, I was getting a new phone and I got sent a phone and it was like broken. Like the phone was like broken. What do you mean? The glass was shattered? No, like it just wasn't like I like set it up and it just wasn't operating normally. Like it would like like apps would crash and it was like right out of the fucking box. And I, I'm, you know, you call Verizon and yeah, it like takes a year for you to connect. You're them. connecting to a thousand different people yeah. and like, you know, you no need one's codes really held responsible. And like the whole. So this was like the height of the pandemic. This was like May, June of 2021. Just fucking terrible. 2020. 2020. Yeah. And um they're like, okay, we'll send you a phone. And I was like, okay. And they're like, we're going to send you a refurbished phone. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're sending me a new fucking phone. I just bought a new phone. You're not sending me a refurbished phone. You I've had on the, the recorded line. Dude, not only did I curse, like <laughs> I treated this person so bad. What was like, the name? I have no idea. I know. I have no clue. And if you, if you happen to be a she subscriber apologizes. of Ted Jones, I haven't apologized yet, <laughs> but I do apologize. Uh, I was, I mean, I was fucked up. Like I've always had like anger problems, but they, I, I kind of like was able to keep them at bay. Um, and this was a one where I was like, I, I physically, let me continue. And then I'll go into the aftermath. I, I, 
they are demanding that I take a refurbished phone. I am like, give me your fucking manager. That person's like, take a refurbished phone. I'm like, give me a fucking president of Verizon. I don't give a shit. I'm not taking a refurbished phone. Out of pure principle. The phone is brand new. I finally get them to convince, to agree to give me a new phone. Sorry, the phone that you originally had was brand new. Yeah, I brought a brand new fucking phone. These things are like a thousand dollars. They're not like fucking cheap. My grandfather bought a fucking house for eight hundred bucks in Brooklyn in like nineteen thirty. Okay, insane. So <laughs> I get the guy to agree me to give me a new phone, and he's like, "You got to come into the Verizon store to pick it up." I'm like, "There is a fucking deadly virus." We can have an argument about whether that's true later on. <laughs> There's a fucking goddamn virus. Nobody is going anywhere. I'm not fucking going into a store. Send me the fucking phone, and I'm losing my mind. And I eventually like hang up. Your wife I, is in the apartment at this my time? My wife is in the living room with our six month old child. And I am like crying and screaming and I cannot physically control my emotions. And my wife's like, you need to calm down. And I was like, I started, I started yelling at her and I'm like, I, I, you, it's this weird thing when you, I, I think the moment when I really understood that I had um, something wrong was like, you imagine you're a, a carpenter and you're you're nail you're nailing in nails and you nail in five ten nails you got ten more nails left you reach your hand into your tool belt to get the hammer and the hammer's is just missing and they're like hammer the nails and you're like I don't have a hammer and I was my wife's like you need to calm down I'm like I I can't it's like being like Ted speak Korean right now it's like I you can't it, Konnichiwa. Nope. Is that Japanese? It's definitely not Korean. Uh, <laughs> that's for sure. And I, I just, I physically couldn't regulate my emotions. And my wife was like, okay, I'm going to take Sophie. And I heard that as I'm taking our child. Like I'm taking our child. And I flipped out. Not on her. I was like, I'm going to kill myself. Like I was like so f I was like, I didn't understand. She meant like, I'm going to take Sophie like for a walk to for a walk around. so that, but like I immediately panicked and freaked out and I called my therapist and I was like, Hey, like this is what's going on. And he's like, I think you might be like bipolar. Like I, I, he's never, he had never said that before. He was just like, cause like you don't really show like mania. You show like what's called hypomania, but like a lot of people have like hypomania and it's not necessarily like indicative of a, some sort of chemical imbalance, which is what being bipolar is. And then I got on, I got on meds for a while. I got on, uh, actually I'm fast forwarding a year. I, they didn't think I was bipolar then. They thought I was just, I had anxiety and depression. They put me on anxiety and depression for a year. I'm fine. The meds are doing great. I'm leveling off. And then like after a year, the meds completely stop working. Not the meds do, are doing nothing. And I'm like in a full tailspin. Like literally I, I remember I was walking down seventh Avenue, seventh Avenue goes downtown seventh Avenue. And I was like walking in the middle of the street, just like hoping I got fucking hit by a car. During the pandemic though. Yeah. There weren't that many cars on the road. Right, I was, right. I was so pretty safe. <laughs> and I was just like, something's fucked. And I, called my therapist again and was like he's like i think you might be bipolar and i got on the bipolar i got on lithium and like instantly it was like a different thing and to that extent like i've been pretty good i haven't had like a deep episode like that but like this weekend i had like a full panic attack that just like came on and i have my like tools and tips and tricks and stuff like that and i try to like mitigate it for my family and 
and daughter and that kind of stuff, but it's fucking tough. I don't know how we started talking about Well, you about said this. you were going to talk about the aftermath. Understanding yes, your like mental limitations and doing social inventory is important. That's why I was talking about like there are nights where I need to like not go out for my own mental health and it's like I think a lot of people don't take inventory on who they are, what they care about, the things that like push their buttons and shit like that and comedians are even fucking worse. Because we spend every day Every hour, opening up a fucking Pandora's box and hypo-analyzing every single situation you've ever been in. Shit with your fucking family, your friends, your grandparents. Ex-girlfriends. Ex-girlfriends for all of eternity. Because our job, uh, either uh, for our own self or to make other people laugh, is to find ways to make that funny. But the problem is you open that kind of shit and fucked up shit's going to come out and you need to find a way to like address that. And I was just ignoring it. Like I was mining through all of my experiences in life, good, bad, horrible, scary, emotional. And I would pull out these things that are funny and find ways to make them funny. But then I was just leaving all the shit on the floor. And eventually, like, you leave enough garbage on your fucking floor, you're not going to be able to walk anymore. Did you have any traumatic events in high school or college or maybe in your 20s? I think 20s we talked that? about this on the last podcast, but I was, like, high, I was super bullied in middle school. No, I don't think we did. Are you sure? Super bullied? Super bullied. No, you didn't tell me that. I was very bull. I was, like, suicidal ideations Why, in middle school. You seem school. like a cool kid. Were you not? Fucking kids are mean. Bald, <laughs> fat, you know, that kind of stuff. What? My body is not good. I'm not giving you a naked you, picture. Well, you look good. Nate, bro, I, we just wanted a, t- a top hat. I've naked. learned. I've. <laughs> you ever have a period of time, though, where you were working out to see if that would potentially help your um, mood swings? Oh, yeah. I mean, I work, I work out every day. I just don't have, like, a great body. I have a fine body. I have, a, I have like, if you looked up dad bod in the dictionary, it would be a picture of my body with no head But that doesn't make you fat. I know I'm not fat. Well, you said that if I called you fat, the you girl Kim that. that you gave the money to, yeah. she's fat. Okay. Well, uh, thanks to me. <laughs> you, yes. You, what, what a hero. Um, what, what was it? What were we talking about? Uh, Working out. Bullied. Oh, bully. I was. Yeah, I was. I was bullied a lot as a kid, and uh, for a variety of reasons, I had this group of friends who I thought was like my fucking best friends in the world. They played this like massive prank on me that turned out to not be a prank and it was like fucked up and they filmed it and then they showed it to people and it was like a whole fucking thing. You're going to tell us a prank or they, they duct taped me to a fucking chair, filmed it and were going to like put me out in the freezing cold and pour a bucket of water on me and it like didn't get to the last part. Yeah. And they like fucking filmed like it and like challenge. I heard yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, uh, it raised a lot, that? that video raised a lot of money, actually. My, uh, my duct tape video, it raised like $6 million, but not for ALS. No, what are you talking about? I'm not that good of an actor. <laughs> um, but they like filmed it and showed it to people years. I was like graduated from college and they still fucking were showing it to people. And it like fucked me up and... There were a bunch of reasons why I kind of came out of it. But like part of it was like I took a lot of shit for granted and I was not like really 
taking inventory of my life. I had these people that I thought were my friends, but I didn't read the fucking tea leaves that they were not really my friends. These were your friends in middle school or high school? though. Yeah, not in high school. After this event, I never talked to them again. What was the, how did they convince you to get in the, into this position? We used to make these like videos. Like, was this like right around the time YouTube was kind of forming no, or MySpace? No, no. Uh, no I, this was like, like what platform nine, did they put it on? No one. It was for us. It was, you know, you may, you get one rich fucking friend that gets a camcorder and you make <laughs> dumb videos and yeah. no one sees them except for you. Yeah. So we would so make we like thought. we would make wrestling videos. We would make we had like a talk show thing. So we were just like, oh, let's just make a video, and you'll be this guy, uh, this character. And the character I, I should have realized was like, oh, he's crazy and needs to, he needs Straight to jacket, and yeah, shit, yeah, that kind of shit. And then like very quickly into being duct taped by like fifteen guys, you realize it's not a fucking sketch anymore. So I started at that at that moment. I started to realize like what was more important in my life. This is like eighth grade, seventh grade. This, is, uh, this was uh, eighth grade. So it was like right after your bar mitzvah. Right after my bar mitzvah, theme was Vegas. It was really fucking oh, hard. That's fun. Super hard. Uh, Why is it? Oh, you mean like hard, like gangsta? No, I mean like it was hard after that. Uh, <laughs> after the incident, my bar mitzvah was October. This thing happened January fifth, nineteen ninety nine. Wait, so it happened It happened like two months after your bar mitzvah? October, January, yeah. yeah. Three months. Three months, yeah. Three months. And I was bullied like all through 9th, 10th, 11th grade, okay? So I, I was in therapy like as a kid, but like the moment in which I started to understand this concept of like taking uh, inventory on yourself was I, my mom got cancer. She's fine before we get there but she got cancer she had ovarian cancer every her mom died of ovarian cancer her mom's sister died of ovarian cancer like everyone in my mom's family dies of ovarian cancer and um my mom is in the hospital getting chemotherapy and i remember being in the hospital and i remember sitting in the waiting room and like i remember being pissed off about like not being invited to like something or some party or like middle school party. In, uh, I was in high school at this point. It was okay. junior high school. So yeah. it was like two years later, still bullied, still didn't really have a lot of friends. And I was like sitting in this waiting room and I'm like, you were, this like in the hospital, in the hospital while my mom's getting chemo. And I'm just like pissed off that I didn't get invited to fucking Steve's party. And I, what was me and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, your mom is literally dying. Is this the thing that you need to value right now? Is this the important thing? So taking inventory, meaning the things that actually matter in your life? Yeah. And that was like my first like, oh, okay, this is a tool that I need to implore. And like from that moment on, I was like a different person. Immediate, like it was immediate. Where I was like, okay, this is not important. She is important. I need to care about her. I don't need to worry about this. This is not life or death. That is literally life or death. And I started to use this fucking tool. Over time, like any tool, a tool becomes dumb, d dull. Okay, you start to lose your grasp on how to use it, on its on its uh, effectiveness and that kind of thing. And I've gone through these different cycles of like, okay, I learn this tool, it becomes dull. I learn a new tool, it becomes dull. I learn a new tool, it becomes dull. All the tools are still there in my tool belt, but you know they get sharpened or shit like that. Do you think having a child helped you 
get on sharpen in that certain situation. Yeah, but like the, it like comes with the same thing. There are moments where I I I'm at fucking swim class and my daughter's learning to swim and it's beautiful. She's happy. She's fucking splashing and I'm like I I can't get booked on Ted Jones World. You know, like sh- obviously I've been booked on your show. I'm using it as an example. Yeah. But I'm just like, what am I fucking thinking about? Like that's so stupid. But like everyone has those moments. Oh yeah, it's really crazy. C- comedy or not comedy? Yeah. There's a if it's you do, are you into self help shit or no? Bro. Okay. I, I see you got some, <laughs> but, but like I don't know. I yes. was more like you know for them. Uh, there's a, there's a great uh, uh, speech. It's a commencement speech by David Foster Wallace, who's a really good great writer, who's like a, very a little self indulgent. So if you don't like that kind of stuff. Don't read a lot of his books. Was he a military person? Uh, no, no, no. He's uh, he was a teacher at Kenyon College in like a, a Ohio. Yeah, so he gives this uh, uh, commencement he, commencement speech at Kenyon College. It's called "This Is Water," and it's all about this concept of like taking inventory, understanding what's really important, and being present and that kind of stuff. But like everyone struggles with this kind of thing. Everyone is n- not living in the moment. And thinking about other shit, and it's fucking so hard to do it. But, like, it is the best superpower that you can have. To have gratitude and live in the moment? I, yeah, I was in, start, I, did this bother you? To touch me? Yeah. No, bro, it's good, as long as you send can a shirt, jerk, let's Can pay. I jerk you off? Yeah, dude, okay. that's what I was getting through next. Okay, so I was in, <laughs> I was in, Star, I was in Starbucks. I, I, yeah, you should, you're not supposed to reuse Lux. this. What do you mean, bro? You know, I'm like, saving the environment. Well, no, you're, you're actually I'm not. You're it. hurting yourself because there's the those plastic are only meant for like single use. They start to degrade over but I time. I got it this morning. How many times have you filled it up today? I don't know. Twice. Okay. 7.55 a.m. Mobile in-store. I'm at Starbucks. SBA. This is years ago. Yeah. And I'm having a conversation with a coworker. I was working a day job at a time. I'm having a are conversation. you working at Starbucks? No, no, no. I was, working at a, uh, I was working at a retail company, and we went to Starbucks for just to get a cup a of coffee. meeting. That's cute. And I'm talking with this girl, and we're just shooting the shit, and we get into a conversation that was like, if you could have a superpower, what would you have? So I, I'm going to ask you, like, what, if you had a superpower, what would you have? He thinks. What would you have? Teleporting? Teleporting? That's I a good answer. Thought, yeah, I haven't thought about it. Never? You never thought about it? Eh, not to the answer. extent where I would have an answer, but okay. yeah, teleporting. Great answer. Sure. I suggest everyone have that answer Honor prepped in that. case it comes up at any icebreakers at your next company. It's event. a good icebreaker. <laughs> so or a date, maybe. My my her answer was flying. My answer was I wish that I could control people's thoughts. That was my answer. Which is like kind of dark. Okay? Yeah. But then this fucking guy behind me goes. Can I give you an alternative answer? Unrelated to your business meeting at this particular time. I wasn't having a meeting. We were just getting a couple of coffee. I know, but this guy was just standing behind you. I don't know who this person is. Standing behind me, taps me on the shoulder, like, can I give you a a different answer? And he was um, British or Australian. Can't really remember. I can tell the difference, but I don't remember. And he said, controlling other people's thoughts is valuable something more valuable would be the ability to control your thoughts. Oh my gosh. And it broke my brain for like a week. Just like the ability that if you feel anxious or you feel scared or tired or anything that you can be like gone. 
And I was like, that's the best superpower. Cause that's the biggest thing that I struggle with is like, I just lay, I just ruminate and I ruminate and I ruminate. But controlling it, your thoughts. Do you think he kind of meant not letting other people's opinion of you or what you anything. think about whatever other you're feeling, fact, yeah. whatever negative thought that yes. you're feeling, anger, anxiety, frustrate, any of it that you can go, Ted, stop feeling like that immediately and not feel it anymore. And I was like, that's the most powerful fucking superpower ever. I, I would be king of the universe. If I, if, if that's the only thing holding me back, truthfully, <laughs> I sw- like, I know that I have the skills in comedy. I have the skills in writing. I'm not, I'm an okay tennis player. I would have been, a, <laughs> I would have been a great tennis player. If I could say, don't give a shit that I just hit three balls into the net. I, that, that's what makes Djokovic Djokovic is that he's a fucking robot in more ways than one. He can completely just go, it's gone. It's gone. Get rid of it. Do the next thing. And I can't do that. And everything that I do is trying to get closer and closer to that thing. Did I break your brain a little bit? No, no, no. I think that that that's valid. And in, dude, I think sometimes in like working out, in lifting, in running, I'll find myself uh, dealing with that. Where I'm like, oh, maybe I can do one less set. Maybe I can run a little bit less time. But I'm like, no, dude, I told myself before this is what I was going to do. This is how it is. You beat yourself up. Yeah. And some of that, like we said earlier, like I run on not feeling content. Like that is my every uh, person. Let's use comedians as the example. Every person has uh, cars run on different types of gas. Okay. A Chevy uh, Cavalier. I don't know if they make Chevy Cavaliers. That runs on regular unleaded. Okay? I still use regular for like all, all the cars. So like, YOLO sauce. Right. But like, you know, some cars you're supposed to use yeah, diesel. Supreme, some cars you're supposed to use supreme, premium. premium. premium right. yeah. Every person in life has their own type of gasoline. Okay. So you may do the things that drive you aren't necessarily things that drive me. Like to, to do comedy, to friendships relationships that kind of shit and the problem is with a business like ours is that we're we are sponges and we listen to podcasts we we meet comedians who are around longer than we are we we say hey what's what do you do when you're in this situation what do you do when you're in a situation how what's your process how do you write how do you, how many sets should i do in a week how many open mic you know blah 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 and then you just go i'm going to do that and then you, over time, learn that, like, I'm, I'm not that. I can't do that. Like, like Su, you know Suba? Suba Agarwal? She's a comedian. She's in L.A. right now, right? Uh, she I think comes I was back and forth in LA, New York yeah. and L.A. Yeah. So we, like, started together in New York, like, in the <coughs> early aughts. And, like, she used to run around and do 15 sets a night. Like, crazy amounts. Like, 10, 15 sets a night. Every night. And I was just like, I got I have to do that. She's she's winning comedy. She, I have to do that. And then I tried to do that. And I was like, I can't do that. Like my br- uh, my brain doesn't operate. Like the, there's a tipping point for me. Is like this is not helpful for me. This is now hurtful. And understanding what type of gasoline that you run on is pretty important yeah. outside of comedy in yeah. life. Understanding like what gets you to the point in which you are only benefiting yourself and you are not hurting yourself. 
a you versus you. Right. Be in a position where I look at this with like Serena. Like there was a period of five years. Serena Williams, tennis player. <laughs> you put others, Serena. I don't, I'm Serena Palmer this is a comedian I met in Montana. <laughs> uh, she's actually very funny. Um, she's not going to listen to this. Uh, uh, there was a point, it was a five year period, maybe between like 2012 and 2017, where the only person that could beat Serena was Serena. That was, there's not a, per- I don't know if the, that five years is the exact period, but like she is the only person that can beat her is when she starts to fucking crumble. There's not a single person that can beat her. And like, you want to be in a position where you are not the reason for your own fucking downfall. That you are able to deliver and, you know, if it shakes out, it shakes out, depending on their opponent. I don't, I just like can't, I try to not be in a position where I'm my own competition. In a, in a negative way. Your, your thoughts. I think that there, you there are some, no, there are some times when, you know, you talk about being a sponge mm-hmm. in this comedic game. I think that like you kind of take a little bit from what everybody says, just being around New York city comedians, you're around yeah. what, like 10 a night easy. And you take like a little bit from what each of them are saying, but it does seem like there is kind of a play where, you know, you want to do, I don't know, maybe the average comedian wants to do a set every single night, get up every single night. But then I think that there are other aspects, especially now in comedy, where we're seeing comedians uh, thrive on TikTok. Maybe they're doing great on YouTube. And there's so many different ways to be successful nowadays. You have a talk show or Michael Costa hosts some um, tennis channel show. So I think that there's like, there's so many different ways that like it, it's tougher for people to give other people advice in being a comedian you know like an an actor it's for the most part pretty straightforward and in other industries it's i don't want to say straightforward but like a more linear path if you kind of just ask the person who's super far ahead of you in life right or in that career when people when people ask me for advice what i always say is like be a sponge ask a lot of questions test out their answers but like just because Sean Donnelly says something that works for him. That doesn't mean it's going to work for me. Do you have any thoughts on listening to people who are older than you or taking advice from people who are maybe younger than you? I take advice from anywhere. And it, like I took uh, advice from a fucking guy in line at Starbucks. Like I am, I am not. Uh, well, I think that's how you got to do it. And some people will be like, or you hear self-help books or self-motivation. Don't ever take advice from somebody who's not in a position where you want to be. Well, I think that that's true. No. Oh, well, but I do think that that's true on the whole. But there are there are some little things that maybe somebody will say that will be like, oh, that's a gem there. But for the most part, you got to kind of listen to what's going on in your gut and in your mind. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going up to fucking crazy homeless people on the street and being like, yeah, what what's the key to your kind success? Of all? <laughs> but like I, I talk, I try to talk to everybody because like. Even if you, they don't say something, I, I learn something from the conversation. Like, I'm genuinely a believer that, like, whatever you're doing is, like, what you're supposed to be doing. Like, yes. if, you're, if you're talking to a person, if, if you decide to stay home tonight, again, I'm not advising you stay home tonight and fuck my wife. Just want to be very clear. <laughs> she doesn't need I to be fucked. I might do one of those things. Okay. Stay home, maybe. Oh, uh, no. I mean, listen. Uh, <laughs> but, like... If you decide to do that, that is what you're supposed to do tonight. 
And that is like, you don't have to overthink it. Again, I struggle with this. I, I say these things, but it's fucking hard. And understanding that like, it's one day, again, not related to comedy. Like you make a mistake, you fuck up one day, you have a shitty day. It's one day, it's gone. Next day. Again, I'm in a moment of clarity today. Today is good. Well, yesterday was bad. The pod today. What happened yesterday that was bad? I just had, I was just very anxious. I was like, had a mini manic moment. And uh, I had to like, I mentioned earlier that like, without being hyperbolic, like having a family and a child like makes my career, makes my job harder. It does. Like I can't be out all the time. And my, my wife is unbelievable and takes on so much in our family and you know takes after our child like five nights a week and she was like i i want to go i want a weekend like alone with my friends and her friends they got a hotel in the city and she was like doing her thing and i was just with my daughter just by ourselves for the whole weekend and saturday i get asked to do like five fucking shows and like you know like Anytime that you, and this is part of the problem, is like anytime you decide to like take a night off, that's when you get asked to like headline Madison Square Garden. You know, something like ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally. And like, I was like, okay, I'm going to be present with my kid. I'm going to focus on her. And then I Did get Did you think it. about like bringing her to the shows? <laughs> like, what was your thought process in that? Uh, Getting something that was very tempting. I tried to find a babysitter. So that was, that was the first one. And then I was like really struggling. And then this woman was like, I'll do it for 50 bucks an hour. I was like, this what? is not so worth it. What? So she's going to teach her calculus? <laughs> Jesus. I don't even think that's 50 bucks an hour. <laughs> I, algebra well, too. Uh, how much do you think babysitters cost an hour? Speculate. Cash or Venmo? Like not Doesn't, W2. Yeah, no, I'm not. What right, am I, I don't know, dude. Uh, I'd say, how old is your daughter? Three? Four. Uh, four? Eh. 35 30 no, oh, no. an hour no 20 an hour which is a lot okay and maybe it depends how old she is maybe and if she's gonna cook dinner maybe that's like an out of well, it's, five it's a it's a reverse thing the younger they are the more expensive it is the older well, no, no, no. i meant that babysitter you meant yeah. the kid i mean the kid oh you mean how old the kid yeah yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah yeah if it's like a college student so first i was bucks. like hey can you can i get a baby can i, I try to find a babysitter and one woman was like i'll do it i don't want to do it but i'll do it for 50 an hour i'm like yeah the shows are not that worth it uh-huh. And then I call my parents. I'm like, hey, can you like just come over and like put her to bed and I'll be back in like two hours. And I would have only done like three of the five shows. And they were like, oh, we got fucking theater tickets. Billy Joel. And then one of the shows was like where the Starbucks is on your block. And I was like, what if I just like put her to bed and then I just like mosey downstairs. And I do. I do. A, I tell the host. I'm like, hey, just tell me when I'm going to go up. I'll walk down. I'll pop back up. And then I was like, I can't fucking do that. That yeah. would be such, <laughs> be such a bad fucking dad. And then I was just like, okay, I'm not doing the shows. I said no to all of them. And I had a full breakdown. I had a full panic attack. Because I say yes to every fucking show. Uh, to the detriment of every relationship I've had in my fucking life. And this is like the first time in fucking 13 years outside of COVID that I had to really say no to a show. And it, 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 I spiraled. I like it really fucked me up and cause there are days where like, listen, I'm a pretty self-aware guy. I try to practice self-help and, and all this kind of shit, but there are days where it's easier and there are days when it's harder. And I was just having a shitty day. Do you find yourself 
weekly learning things from your daughter that you otherwise would have never thought that you would have learned or maybe on a daily basis? Hourly. She's all lizard brain. What do you mean by that? Uh, she has no ego. Okay. So like you, you, you have your lizard brain and then you have your ego. So you, you do a, you do a, a show. Do, ignore the mirror sets. Okay. You do a show. You get a D minus at Greenwich Village Comedy Club. Okay. There's, there's the part of you that's like, what are people going to think of me? Are they going to tune into Ted Jones podcast? Are they going to think less of me? Am I going to get booked less? That's all ego. Okay. Then there's the lizard brain where it's like, I need to do a better job. I didn't do this and X and, and Y. That's all children. Children at that age are all lizard brain. It's survival. It's I'm hungry. I'm tired. It's not like, oh, I wonder if I'm going to like be, if I'm making my dad happy. Like it's none of that. And I think that kind of comes back when you're in your later years too. When you hit like Yeah, you find Israel and, 90s. and then you, you only Israel. care about like lizard brain shit. Uh, listen, if you're, you turn 60 as a, as a Jewish man, you've you never cared about anything more than Israel. Okay? <laughs> you start planting trees. It's all you fucking care about. Trust me. I got a father. It's all he fucking cares about now. Um, but she's all lizard brain. And like, just seeing that is like, um, in some ways, like very, uh, inspiring. Cause you're like, she doesn't care about like any existential shit. She doesn't understand what that is. It's not, it's like saying Ted speak Korean like to her. She doesn't, it's not even in her brain and learning to kind of operate on that level. Sometimes I think would be more beneficial for me to just take things at face value and not be like, how is Ted looking at me right now? Yeah. What does Ted think? I, what I'm saying is important. Is he interested? Am I a boring guest? Am I funny? Am I not funny? You know, all that shit. She has none of that. And I think we, if we operated like that a little more, it'd be great. Why is it called that? Why is that the phrase? Lizard I brain? think it's like a conspiracy theory shit. I think it's like that all uh, humans are like alien, alien shit. I think. I didn't have to look it up, but I think it's like a conspiracy theory thing. What's been the deal, speaking of aliens, with all this new learning with the... With all the... I, I don't even know. There's been so many UFO sightings recently. Are we going to finally see aliens in the flesh? What do you think about that? I love how I'm a fucking... You're like, what's the deal with it? Well, dude, sure, I mean, you're I have a, I have a, deep. It seems like you I have know a, a little bit about everything, though. I have a part-time degree in uh, astrophysics. Um, <laughs> I think it would be part-time naive to think that we're the only ones here. Hundred percent. Yes, dude, I agree. I, I also think that there are aliens just walking among us too. In human form, you're saying? Yeah, like people that we walk I by. There, I, I just can't imagine that there are that many conscious beings just walking around and having the same thoughts that I'm having. Do you believe in God? On a day-to-day -day basis. Eee, I believe of a, a higher power universe. I think I believe in God, yeah. Not necessarily as like a human, as like a physical... Figure. No, but I believe right. in everything that... I think that it. anyone who believes in God believes in aliens consciously or unconsciously. I think it's crazy to suspect that this is this is it it's nuts there's too many fucking coincidences this is also so weird dude like what is this what the shit is this just i think about this all this is i i think about this all the time not aliens but i think about like i see this right i see my finger 
and I go and I go I want to move my finger and I can just move my finger what how how does having the thought move my finger you know what I mean like yeah blood Rory Scovel has this amazing bit on um, I don't remember the album but he's got this amazing bit where you know just like when somebody explains that to you they explain it in detail and you're still like what are you talking about like somebody's like his bit is like um, how do how does like how, do, how does his music get on the records and he's like and somebody's like oh you know it goes in the grooves what do you what does that mean it goes in the grooves and like yes there's a simple explanation for I want to move my finger blood you know the, the brain sends a signal to this yeah, artery so many blood shoots that to that think about. but what does that mean that was like my grandma the other day. We were playing Bluetooth on the speakers, and she was just fascinated that the Bluetooth came from my sure. phone. Sure. What is? To how the does speakers. that work? Yeah. How does that work? Instead of like going up to the jukebox and press play. How does music shoot through the air? Okay. So saying all that, I don't think that like the, the alien, like all of these things that we're seeing, is is pure coincidence. There's no way that all of these fucking things are all coincidental you ever do mushrooms or lsd never anything like that i i anxiety just thought i would love to do it under like a doctor's like ketamine therapy you hear that they're doing this yeah i've looked into it you should do it i used to do a lot of all right see you later uh (laughs) to a to a um no i mean my my psychiatrist with that's we've talked about that being the next step if my bipolar meds are not like bro i think it would change your wiring a little bit I don't know if I want that. To in a good way, I think. No, no, I know. I don't know if I would want that. in the hole. <laughs> I like. I. I mean, some of this, some of these feelings are irrational. Like, I had these before I got medicated. I was like, I can't be on drugs. I don't. You know, I want to be clear. I don't Do you want, smoke weed. Yeah, I smoke weed every day. Yes. Um, I, I was like, I don't, I don't want to be cloudy. I don't want to, you know, I want to feel emotions just because I'm on antidepressants. And it's like, it doesn't do any of that stuff. It just keeps you regulated so that the fucking highs aren't super high and the lows aren't super high. And uh, I feel that way about like mushrooms now. And I think I'm at a point where like, I need to get for my, I need to get, let my kid get to like 15 or 16 or 17, something in that range where I feel like I can do mushrooms again. Why is that? I don't know, like, that, like, I'm going to jump off a building and she's going to be, like, fucked for her life. I, like, have these irrational thoughts. Or just, like, I want to, let's say it changes my fucking brain and I'm, like, a different father to her in her adolescent years where she's, like, learning to be a human being, that kind of shit. Does she have friends that come over to the house now? Or not yet? I mean, we have, like, play dates and stuff. Is it interesting to watch two kids at that age interact, whether it's over, like, blocks or painting? It's fascinating to just watch your kid. Like, I'm very, uh, like, dumb where I'm like, she was calm. You know, like, my brain thinks like that all the time. Where she'll, she'll be drawing a picture. I'm like, that was calm. That's great. That, that was, was like my your 20th thousandth load. Right. That was, like... That picture, that that cum just did math? That's crazy. Yeah, that's got to be simulation right there. Let me try and find this picture. Two left socks, by the way. I know, I know. It's It's bad. No, it's fine, dude. Um, I wore a uh, 
a gray sock and a white sock to the gym today. And I also wore it one time on the podcast. This is like two weeks ago with TJ Francis. He was like, Ted Jones, I thought you had your shit together. You were in two different colored socks. And I realized it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You guys are wearing two different colored socks. It's like, you think Steve Jobs cared about what outfit he put on? No, he put on the same goddamn black turtleneck and jeans as you did every day. Okay, let me find this. Oh, okay, I found it. Um, I'm just going to save it before I forget. Okay, so this is why I believe that Aliens and God exist. Wait, okay? is, is this a video you took? No, no, no. This isn't like an alien encounter or anything like that. This is just my belief that there's like a higher power. Okay. Inclusive Are you showing aliens. me a video right now? No, I'm going to show you a picture. You want to send it to me so I can pop it up for them? Yeah. So this has happened twice in my life. I lived in Pittsburgh after college where I started comedy. Oh, yeah. We talked about that for a little bit. Do we talk about my roommates? No, I don't know. doesn't matter. We'll talk about it again. I, uh, you can cut it if I did. I, um, I'm talking to these roommates, random roommates I move in with. Craigslist? Craigslist. Before Craig, before like, you know, random roommates was like even popular. This was like dangerous. And young, young people went to Penn State, my age. We both got hired at the same company. They had like a wall. It was like, oh, these are all the people moving to Pittsburgh. Like, you know, maybe you need a roommate. Maybe you need friends, blah, blah, blah. I find this guy at Penn State, my age. We move in together and we start have totally random. Never met this guy in my whole fucking life. We have a conversation and we were like, oh, you know, what did you go on spring break? And he's like, yeah, I went to Mexico. PV. Uh, yeah, PV. <laughs> and I'm like, I went to Mexico. He's like, I'm like, oh, I went to Mexico too. I'm like, what year? He's like, last year. I'm like, so did I. He's like, what hotel did you stay at? He goes, same fucking hotel. I'm like, what week did you go? He goes, same fucking week. We were in Mexico at the same time, same week, which is crazy. Same hotel. Same hotel. And then I go, wouldn't it be crazy if, like, we looked at a bunch of photos from our trip and saw each other in each other's backgrounds? Go through. There's a fucking photo of me, of him, of me playing volleyball in a thong, which that photo I don't have. Damn it. Uh, Me playing volleyball in a thong (laughs) and him in the background getting uh, suntan lotion rubbed on by his girlfriend. That happened once, okay, which is crazy that that exists. Yeah. Then, second time, I moved to New York. I meet a friend in improv class at UCB. We start having a conversation, and I was like, you know, where are you from? She's like, I'm from Pittsburgh. I was like, I just moved here from Pittsburgh. And she was like, I just moved here from Pittsburgh. And I was like, what did you like to do in Pittsburgh? And she was like, uh, you know, I, I loved going to concerts. I'm like, me too. What was the, like the last concert she went to? She's like, I went to this uh, Gavin DeGraw, Andy Grammer concert. And I was like, very I, niche. I was at that fucking concert. And I was like, wouldn't it be fucking crazy if we had photos and we were in each other's photos and we we're in this fucking improv class and we look at these photos so that she took a photo of a sunset. Okay. That's at the Gavin DeGraw this concert? This is at the Gavin DeGraw concert. All right, pop it, it up rained. right here. You guys are it rained. right here. It rained. Yeah. Okay, we're at this Gavin DeGraw concert. Yeah. And I was like, this is just a seemingly innocuous picture. And then you fucking zoom in. Who's that? Is that you? That's fucking me. And, that, and that's a picture she took. She took. And that's me. And I was in this section of the concert for under 60 seconds. Under 60 seconds, I was in this spot. It's a simulation? 
you're arguing for? No, no, no. I'm arguing that there's a fucking higher power. That a there's simulated a, higher power that somebody's controlling us and things that, that we what, do. Are you saying God or you're saying like we're in a I'm saying computer like, simulation? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying like the game, The Sims. I'm saying something like that, but no. a higher form. No. No, no, no. I don't know. I think that, that I, I, mean, I, that I would unravel too. if I got there. My whole, my, like, I would quit comedy. I'd move to the woods if I started to think like that. Because then I was like, well, what's the point? If it's not, if it's not real. Well, but then again, what is the point? If it is real. Speaking of Israel. That it is real. That's the point. That this is it. If it's a simulation, then isn't there something on the outside? Don't I get the fucking thing Truman, pulled Truman out of the back Show. of my head? Truman Show. Love Truman Show. Yeah, me too. Have you watched it recently? Yeah. yeah. Five years? Yeah. It's great. It's so There's good. so many things that you learn. Yeah, the, and that's also the same thing with like movies from like 20 years ago. Watch it again, at, yeah. you know, when I'm not 15 or whatever, however old I was, 10. That's the movie. The, have you ever seen the movie The Game? Maybe. What is that? With Michael Douglas? I don't think so. Don't go out tonight. Watch the game. Get high and watch the game. I promise you, your your brain will change. So he like hires this. Let me read you the actual bio. Do we need to end this at any point? No, dude. I have you nowhere to be. Neither of us have shows. Uh, I mean, I'm not you have gonna, a kid though. She's she's already <laughs> going to like she she's starts bed camp. at seven o'clock and it seven? goes from seven. She's already asleep. It goes from anywhere. No, she starts bed. It goes anywhere from like seven to seven thirty or yeah. seven to like ten. Does she sleep like twelve hours through the night? Yeah, but if I show Great. up anywhere in that range, oh, she's like fired up. She's like, let's play blocks. Right. So I tend to like, even if I don't have to go home, um, I tend to just stay out. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Let me read you this fucking, this background. Okay. Um, Nicholas Van Orton, who's Michael Douglas, is a successful banker who keeps mostly to himself. When his estranged brother, Conrad, Sean Penn, returns on his birthday with an odd gift, participation in a personalized real life simulation game. Nicholas reluctantly accepts, initially harmless. The game grows increasingly personal, and Orton begins to fear for his life as he eludes agents from the mysterious game's organizers. With no one left to trust and his money gone, Orton finds Orton must find answers himself. So he doesn't understand whether or not it's real or in a simulation the entire movie. Dude. It, it's fucking heavy. You know when that happens to me the most is like when I'm supposed to wake up at a certain time and maybe the alarm goes off. And then I will envision myself up and like peeing, and then like five seconds later I'll piss be back pants? in bed. <laughs> no, 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 that'd be. <laughs> You're awful. just describing you pissing. Yeah, I'm just peeing my pants. No, but then like I, it happens like four or five times. I beat my alarm by like sixty seconds all the time. Yeah, that also has happened to me previously, where I'll just like wake up and I'll be like, oh, it's, it feels like three thirty nine in the morning, and I'll be exactly right. You ever do that? Uh, Not that I wake up at 3.39 in the morning. Oh, 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 yes. That you'll like have a feeling of what time it is yeah, in the day. Yeah, I'm exactly right. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that's pretty explainable. I think y- your body gets adjusted to like your circadian rhythm. Pretty what time do you go to sleep? Shows or no shows? Eh. If I have no shows and I'm not working, yeah. meaning like I'm not editing or writing or anything like yeah. that, I'll get in bed at 10.30 and I'll go to bed probably 11.30. If I have shows... Uh, 90 minutes after I get home. People were saying that before the light bulb was invented, we were sleeping like 10 or 11 hours, which is a crazy thought. But we were also dying younger. Yeah, I don't think those are correlated. 
I don't think you, we were dying younger because we because were sleeping, we were sleeping longer. I think we were dying younger because penicillin didn't exist. Right. Neither did fentanyl. The good kind. <laughs> Isn't that crazy how like just the perfect amount of fentanyl is a miracle drug and but then just know. a little bit more is zombie land? Fentanyl is a... Uh, Pharmaceutical. No, no, I, I know that. But it's uh, anesthesia? I don't know. They have fentanyl patches for like old people. I think it's like painkillers. It's kind of like morphine. Yeah. My aunt had like hundreds of pads from her mom and then went to the police station to just like hand them in because she, she didn't know what to do with it. Trash, yeah. yeah. And they wouldn't take it. She had to go to another police station. They wouldn't take it. So she wrapped it up in like 10 layers of duct tape and then just put it in the trash. So there could be mm-hmm. a homeless person, a garbage man, just living it up right probably now. Dead, probably dead. I guess a fentanyl patch is regulated. And it's probably hard to die. Yeah, but I mean, if you put like 20 on, it's probably... Do you know anyone that like died different. from fentanyl poisoning? No, thanks God, no. Yeah. Um, growing up in the city, I did know a lot of kids who were like sober by 21. Yeah. Where they had issues drugs-wise, drinking-wise, and completely sober by 30, but starting it, you know, before they were 21. Yeah. It was interesting growing up in the city because there were so many distractions and so much going on where growing up in the suburbs, I mean, you tell me if I'm wrong, there was really only that one or two kind of parties to go to on the weekend and your parents kind of knew where you were at and yeah. hopefully there wouldn't be drunk driving, but that would probably be the only case where kids would really, or where parents would really worry about is the drunk driving, Yeah, I would think. I, that's pretty accurate. There I mean, I'm raising a city kid, and part of me is, like, proud of it. Yeah. Because I do think, like... It's different. You're seeing all different types of cultures. Yeah. Really open. Like, she's the only white kid in her class. That's great. Yeah. And... No, it is great. (laughs) I hope I didn't give you the wrong facial expression. (laughs) Well, no. It's great. I love it. Um, Do you want to send her to school uh, in New York City, middle school and high school, like public school in the city? No, we live in Jersey. We no, live I in Hoboken. No, 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 no. Why is that? Because I don't know why. I don't. I guess I don't have as strong of an opinion as I just came off. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, I guess it's money. I don't have the like well, public high school. I said. Yeah, but you can't send a Jersey kid to a New York public high school, can you? I think you can take that entrance exam to the high school where you go to Beacon, Stuyvesant, Bronx, or Brooklyn Tech. Take like a one oh, of those big yeah. Exams. I mean, if it's public school, I would but be open need, to it. Yeah, you might need to be a New York resident. I'm not sure, but I'm I can't afford fucking 30,000. Bro, you will be able to, but not at the moment. Sure, I want to be very clear. Yeah, okay. Who you are, I, I really believe if you're a good person, who you are before fame and success is who you are when you have fame and success. If you're a shitty person. You start to really change it. who you are. Granted, like it, it's slightly different when you're like, I was dirt poor and had nothing. This is a different conversation, okay? Talking like people that come from middle class or upper upper middle class when they get millions and millions of dollars. I don't want. I think it is irresponsible for me physic, fiscally, and I don't know if the benefits are there for her educationally. To spend $20,000 a year on school. And that's light. That's light. Yeah, like 60000 Right. And I also like to the same thing is like, I paid $37 for these pants. Okay? They're knockoffs. These are 25 Great. Those Amazon. Well, those, these are Amazon too. Okay? <laughs> these are Amazon. Yeah. They look good. When I have money, not if, when I have money, 
I don't want to be spending $200 on pants. Maybe my $35 pants go to $55 pants, $75 pants. But like these people that are spending like thousands of dollars. On the Gucci t-shirt, the Balmain jeans. Even forgetting about like that's uh, what's it called? Stealth wealth. Like even like that is like new money shit. Stealth wealth, like uh, succession shit. Yeah. Like they're wearing like, or you watch the bear, like you watch the bear. I've heard so much about okay. it. Okay. The guy on the bear, he's like a, a, a blue collar kind of guy. But the, the, the t-shirt that the costume designer has him in is like a $275 white t-shirt. Just regular white t-shirt. And it's like, bro, I can get, I can get 700 t-shirts for that. Yeah. And like, I never want to be that person who like, I think it's irresponsible to spend $200 on a pair of pants. I think it's crazy. I'm sure people do it, and I'm sure I have friends that fucking do it, and I don't care. I had a period of time where I was spending stupid money on that, like, on clothes. How much? Um, no joke, like, a couple hundred dollars on Gucci t-shirts, jeans. and this A was t-shirt? When, yeah, bro. It's crazy. This, this, is, wanna- this is before, um, before, I, I mean, I was a club promoter for, like, a few years. There's nothing that has ever made more sense. <laughs> Dude, everyone says that. And uh, it was a lot about appearance and image, and I think, like... I don't want to say like the ketamine changed who I am, but I had jaw surgery. I went through like a few weeks of consistently not eating where I just lost like a lot of weight where I lost like 30 pounds and, uh-huh. and um, taking pain medicine. It kind of just like altered the way I was thinking. And like, like you said, initially just like taking, taking into account what actually matters. I was like, dude, does any of this actual just, stuff that i'm wearing on my body fully matter or like so did you can i did you duct tape it and wrap it like fentanyl patches so yeah, that no homeless guy garbage. was what did you do with it what some of the shirts and clothes yeah, i have you still just, have them they're buried in my closet yeah I don't over wear here anymore yeah can i see one of these gucci shirts yeah i'll bring it out i want to see it one second is it like real like armenian arms dealer i'll show you i'll show you two of Okay. Oh my God. Of course, that's the shirt. I, I this is the shirt that I pictured in my head. What's the plan when this gets dirty? Like, well, do you not do you kill yourself? It. Yeah, I don't know. Like, do you eat? Do you have you I ever worn the shirt? This? I haven't. <laughs> yeah, when I used to wear it, but I haven't worn the shirt in probably eight years. But like, so I guess it's a collector's item now. To be honest, but, but you're I not scared to like that. walk around in this thing. Like, you weren't like fearful. Well, no, dude, because I was at the club and like all the people around me were rich Turkish businessmen. Who were like, who is, who is this American kid at the table next to me spending more money? I need to spend money. So this is, my, this is me spending money. Instead of having a Rolex, this is, my, this is me spending money. So I'd make $500 in one night and I'd go buy a t-shirt to like th- keep the this, upkeep. This is like not wealth anymore. This is I, like Dude, fake. I know. And I think it's more so now. It's like all it used to like stealth a lot more, wealth shit. Yeah. A lot more people used to wear obnoxious kind of clothes within like the last five years. Yeah, it smells like I haven't worn it in a while, right? Yeah, that's all Ted new. Jones. Really? I mean, that's there good. is a stain on this. No! I want to be clear. There's not? Right there. What are you talking about? I could barely see that. Fuck! All right, well, whatever. It's fine. But yeah. But like, I especially- but This is a period of time, dude, when I seriously cared so much about material possessions, and that's when I was fucking lost, man. Doing drugs, drinking too much, promoting clubs, how not many, knowing who I really was. How many of these shirts would you like? How much money do you think you have uh, in, in your shirts? Like not like shirts that you don't wear anymore. That are yeah. these things. How much? So let's say total. This is probably around nine hundred in total. 
probably around $1,200 in t-shirts that so I have. That have I, one more shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so I think one or two more shirts. No, but I used to get Givenchy t-shirts. I don't even know what you that, know that <laughs> Dude, this is, this is just a period of time, man, where I was lost. And I think that it's a good representation of clothes don't buy you happiness. Money, maybe so, but... I don't, I don't think, think anything buys you happiness. No, but I think progress buys you happiness, as my boy Tony Robbins would say. Progress? Yeah. Buys you happiness. Yes, dude. Give, or it doesn't buy give you. Give me deep. Give me more. Um, any sort of progress. Like, let's say your daughter steps, takes her first steps. She's been she walking for a while. Right, but she if takes she just first, took them, that wouldn't be happening. Well, but she started speaking. You know what I mean? What happened first, by the way? Did she start speaking or walking first? What usually happens? Uh, speaking first. Speaking. I think it's progress on any level. Uh, it's kind of they're kind of like before. around the same time. Um, progress on any level buys yeah. you happiness. Doesn't buy you. Yeah, buy is the wrong phrase. Yeah, um, gives you happiness. There's no pro- there's no happiness without progress. No or like a step forward. You sound like Obama now. Yeah, step um, forward. No progress. Not bad. You're not gonna be happy. Not great. I've never not bad. Obama. So um, I'm more of a Donny T guy. Just kidding. Just kidding. I voted for Biden. But I didn't know he was going to be fucking moron like this, dude. And I also wasn't going to vote for Trump. And he's I also didn't even moron. want to vote. Bro. Tell me why he's a moron. I, I, he's just old. We're, we're nice. He's not a moron. Yeah, he's so old. Yeah, he's old. But, like, dude, he shouldn't be our president next time. And who's going to run against um, Trump? Biden is going to run against Is he really going to run? Yeah. He's too old, bro. I should be president. Take, not right now. But, like, maybe in, like, all, four years. I promise you. If I ever, all I'm saying They're is that like, you think I have too many skeletons in my closet. No, not at all. I'm just saying like, if I ever see you running for mm-hmm. office, yeah, I'm leaving the fucking country. What are you talking about, bro? You wouldn't good. vote for me? No. I think you would. Never. Bro, if you heard me talk and like try and be serious, I wouldn't. You'd vote for me. I wouldn't. My grandma said she'd vote for me. I wouldn't vote for Shut you up, in a in a in a fucking relay race. <laughs> yes, you would. No, I I I want to be clear. Yeah. In case I'm not. Well, bro, what's the what's the main thing that's causing you not to vote for me? My impulse decisions in buying Gucci tees because that, that part of me is over. That's up there. Okay, yeah, yeah. but you, you've got a thousand bucks sitting in your closet. You could easily sell this shit. So yeah, I'm not going you're to. Not, it you're not. You're not. Reminds me of myself. You don't understand business. Past. You know. <laughs> So you're not going to like, you're telling me that you see the con- the countries in a fucking deficit and yeah. s- s- inflation. You got all this shit, this corn lying around in Iowa that you can sell to another country. You, you, I don't think you're the guy well, to do that. The corn could be good at a future time. Could be worth uh, okay. more than previous. Then you'll grow more corn. You'll buy another well, fucking t-shirt. More money. Yeah. I'm not voting for you. At um, the current moment. We'll see. We'll come back in a few years. Then we'll re-ask this question. <sighs> I you can have me on once a month. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you to that. You can you can text me every day, <coughs> and I will tell you I will never vote for you. Bro, I will send an automatic. Bi- you're bi- I don't think you're in a high amount of people that would say that. Whatever that meant. I'm sure this is your new vlog yeah, that you're going to come up with. Where you're like, Would president. you vote for me? <laughs> Here are my positions. Yeah. Free weed. Uh, uh, missionary. Doggy style. Did you ever... Uh, did you ever run for like class president or anything like that? No, dude. I don't think I would have been able to because my grades just weren't good enough. So... 
there was always when you had class present. I think there's multiple comedians have done jokes about this, but it's it's very true. There was one person that was like, "I wanna, you know, I I wanna make sure that we have a good graduation rate and a good relationship with the teachers, and we have enough money for activities." And then there was one person that was just like. Soda in the vending machines. Vote yeah, for me. It, I'll yeah, fuck your wives. Way. You know, that kind of shit. And that person always won. Well, what about Don, Donald Trump? He kind of did that. Soda in the vending machines. My point exactly. Those people always fucking win because people are stupid. And they just see two fucking feet in front so of their face. So you think I'd win? Or no? You're Donald Trump your in point? this example? Well, I don't know. You were saying that I would win or wouldn't win. What's the consensus here? First not of all. Not whether you'd vote for me or not, which you would. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, you do, you're tenacious. I will say that. Like, you don't give up. So that part is, you know, good. Uh, this, are we asking, like, really? Would you really win? Bro, I don't know if I would really run, though. I don't, like, it's a lot of stress, it seems like. Uh, so this was semi-hypothetical until you said you wouldn't vote Do for you me. have now a I real to desire yeah. to be president? At the moment? No. But do you have a desire to be a politician? Like a real desire. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger type? What, what, what does that mean? He's accomplished so much that that seems like that's the last role. Sure. 55, 60 years old. I maybe have ran a couple marathons. Maybe I did the Ironman. I'm like, all right, what else can I kind of do? Have that you might ran be a fun? marathon yet? Not yet. Okay. It takes a full sociopath to run for president. Seinfeld has this great bit. Um, in a special, I don't remember which one, where he's just like, you know, leader of the free world, uh, in power of the m most powerful country in the entire world, all the codes to the nuclear bombs. Yeah, that sounds like me. <laughs> it's it's so true. It's like you have to be crazy to yeah. do that. And I don't know. I don't know. You might be that crazy. I don't. I, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I think time will tell. It'll be interesting. I don't we cut back to this 20 years from now. If you were that successful, More than that. be Bill Gates. Go start a foundation, save fucking cleft palates and shit. St. James Island? No, I'm not doing that. Is that Epstein's Island? Yeah. Not the fact that. that you know the name of the island is <laughs> suspect. Okay, it's Epstein's Island. Anyone who knows the real name of the island has fucking been there either been to fuck there, kids or get that. fucked, okay? Um, go, go take your money and that's why like yeah yeah go to africa i don't understand like uh you know like people like elon musk and it's just like you just give just you elon musk can cure like all of american homelessness yes. with and like not do a dent right in his he can cure where i looked at some fucking i i say it was an article it's probably some tweet tiktok yeah yeah <laughs> i mean like the level you know, it used to be like, oh, you know, have you talked to so-and-so in a while? And you're like, yeah. And you, you really like, you text it or like you Instagram message or something. Yeah, now it's, it's like, so different. I, I read this book and it's like, I watched a TikTok. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> and like Elon Musk can cure like world hunger like nine times over. And like fun for just what he spent for Twitter. Just like some crazy fucking number. And it's like, if I had, if I had a billion dollars, like. I would be, I'd be like, give it, I would say, let's say I won a billion dollars in the lot. I don't know what the Powerball is right now. Let's say it was a billion dollars. I think it's pretty close to that. Okay. Let's say it's a billion. I set me, my wife, my child, 
my siblings, my best friends up for life. Okay? They never need to they never need to work. Their kids don't need to work. I'm I go one generation down. I set my family, my siblings, my best friends and their children up for life. Okay? Let's say that's 10 million dollars for life. They never need anything. What? You need more than that. You don't. Well, let's say if you're a billionaire, you're going to give them more than 10 mil. 100 mil. No. What the fuck? What are you if you about? want Gucci shirts? Okay. I don't surround myself with people that <laughs> fucking wear Gucci shirts, okay? But you, I, you don't wear Gucci shirts now. That's why I surround myself with you That's now. That's true. So I give them $10 million. You put that in a good uh, you know, investment portfolio, like you're getting a hundred grand a quarter in, in returns, okay? After that, I'm setting up a foundation for like 500 mil that I'm just various charities. I'm just... I'm giving them a sh- throwing money at these fucking people. Then that leaves me like a hundred mil left. Okay. I've already set myself up, my kids up, all my friends, my family. I've set up the foundation. I got like a hundred mil left. I'm fucking just doing stupid shit and, and just going up to homeless people and being like, Mr. Beast and stuff. Yeah. Just giving, just, I, and I'm changing. Like I I've sent the, I've put away 500 million to like, Fix all the cleft palates in fucking Lithuania, okay? I'm, you know, I got, I'm curing diseases, okay? But then I got a hundred million and I'm going individual one by one and I'm giving, I'm giving just random people significant amounts of money and changing their fucking lives like on a dot. It's got like, that's why people's like, why does Mr. Beast do this kind of shit? You know how fucking good it would must feel to give somebody Dude, a Tesla? So good. So fucking good. Better than anything you can really do for yourself. Oh, I mean, sex. Like, I I don't even, I doubt Mr. Beast even has sex. Yeah, he doesn't need to. He just gives away 10K. Giving giving some poor person in Walmart $10,000 is the best orgasm you've ever had. Yeah. And I've had some good orgasms. Do you remember a good orgasm? I thought you were like, do you remember when you and I fucked? No. We're not having sex. We've been doing this for an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, we might as well start. Uh, no, I need to leave soon. But All right, do you remember well. a specific orgasm that you had? Maybe, but with like a toxic ex, which is interesting. You know what I mean? Toxic. I haven't had it with like somebody who I. Well, that's also an interesting thing. You know, you're married. You're in a happy family. You nah. can have a. You can, yeah, but you can have a memory like that where you're like, this seems to be the pinnacle of this particular relationship. Where like, I don't know if I've had. Did I say my best orgasm that, was with my wife? I don't know. I implied that. You inferred that. You implied that. I inferred that. Finance. Uh, I don't know. No. No. I don't know. My best orgasm was not with my wife. It was by yourself? It was by myself. Yeah. And you remember it? Oh. How old were you? 34? It was like a couple years ago. It was great. I was in LA. I, I went out for two weeks... I was selling, I was pitching a show and I, like, I, this is before, like, you could just do meetings on Zoom. Like, that didn't exist, like, two years ago. Like, you wanted to have a meeting about a show, you had to go to fucking LA. It was crazy. So I set up, like, two weeks of meetings to sell this fucking show. And I was staying in uh, West Hollywood in, like, a single room studio apartment that was, like, in the worst neighborhood. It was an Airbnb? Well, West Hollywood's nice, though, no? 
Yeah, but like everyone, if there's a shitty place, yeah, there's like your apartment is great. You walk down, you know. Yeah, you're gonna get shot. Right. So, I'm staying in this like little tiny apartment. It's got a full bed. It's got a like a mini fridge, a hot plate. I'm there for two weeks. I'm away from my wife. She was uh, not pregnant, but we were like trying. And I'm just like, what am I fucking doing? Like, why am I here? I was so depressed. Every meeting was like, pass, 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 pass. And I was just like, I had a show uh, at the improv. I do the show. I come back to the Airbnb and I'm like, you know, when you just have the thought, you're like, I am going to go home and into oblivion. It happens. What what did you, uh, what grade did you get that set by the way? <laughs> I mean, it was a fucking A plus 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 set. Really? Oh my! I thought you meant my masturbate. No, no, no. Uh, I don't know. Every set, I don't go above an A minus. So A minus, B plus, B. Okay. Somewhere in that range. And um, I go home and I'm like, I know what. I, like people are like, you want to go out tonight? I'm like, go. No, I'm going. I. I'm going home and I'm going to just spend an hour with myself and best orgasm I've ever had in my entire fucking life in this dingy, shitty Airbnb. And you had just felt it premeditatedly. You've never been out and been like, I'm so horny right now. I want to go. No, mate, I have, but oh, you've been like, I, I want to like go pick up a girl. No, See, no, 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 no. I'm like, I just want to go home so. and masturbate. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'm I've so. never, especially within like the last few years, I've never, been out and horny and been like i'm gonna try and meet a girl never that takes too long it's not even that it's just like (laughs) it's my lizard brain you know it's my lizard brain going all i need to do is come whether somebody's there or not is doesn't matter i just gotta get the come out and i'd rather not spend a lot of money or a lot of work and i'd just go home and be safe and just come into my hand and throw it in the toilet or eat it yeah Sure. I mean, listen, <laughs> you got to film yourself doing something, you know? Um, and it was spectacular. I think sometimes I'll be having sex with my wife and I'll think about it. There's judgment on your face. No, not at all. I just hope that I experience that moment of sooner rather than later. Of having sex with a woman and thinking about masturbating? Ha- yes. I was supposed to be like, having sex with your well, wife? Just kidding. Go. You can make that joke. <laughs> I joke a lot about my wife is like, you need to stop. Making jokes about maybe you said last episode she's very cool, which I imagine she's the best. I'm talk like this. I am like on scholarship to the nth degree, like like Harvard, Stanford. I am out kicking my coverage. Like I am so, I'm so fucked if she decides to smarten up, because like she is the she brings out the best in me. She brings out the best in our family. She is like the fact that I'm talking to you no offense, is bad parenting, okay? I should be at home with my kid. Of course I should. I like hanging out with you. I like doing podcasts. But, like, I should definitely be at home with my kid right now. But she's like, yeah, go do it. It's going to help your career. I don't know. But she does it and doesn't say a fucking Well, that's the best partnership, man. I think. Until you fuck her and then... And then it'll be an even better one. (sighs) All right. We're popping up your Instagram. So please let us know what it is and where we can find you soon. They call me Ari on all platforms. Ari spelled A-H-R-I. Uh, you can go to my website. I got all my dates. They call me Ari.com. I'm going to be in Vermont in October, Philly, 
Central PA. You're doing an hour in these places? I'm doing, yeah, those are all headlining. And then I'm in the city all the time. And then I got a parenting podcast called Never Not Tired with Casey Balsham. Very funny uh, comedian, podcaster, mom. Never Not Tired on all podcast platforms. You want to fuck my wife? She lives in the... Um, Thank you, buddy. Ari, thank you so much, bro. Guys, thanks so much for listening and tuning in. Follow this guy. He's hilarious. And then we'll see you next time. Peace.